It's a blessing to be here with you all today, with your bright and shining covered faces. And you, you, you just don't know how, how excited I get for the opportunity to just share the Word of God with you all. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the voices on this morning, man, and, and I'm full, right? I'm full. I can just stand up here and give an invitation based on our worship so far, and, I, and I'd be okay with that, right? But I'm not going to give you that. I got a little bit more time. <laughs> we're going to continue in this sermon series where we're discussing uh, healing our land and where we lean into the sermon of Jesus on the mount. And we, we are getting our advice and our, our, our knowledge and, and the wisdom from Jesus himself. Jesus gives us the recipe on how we can best heal our land. We know the world that we exist in. We know the culture that we exist in. We know the time that we exist in, right? Some of us who used to be old or used to be young... And we used to hear the older people say, back in my day, it didn't used to be like this. And now we've gotten older and we're looking at this age and we're saying, man, it really is bad. And it didn't used to be like this. Young people are looking to us for answers. Some of the things that we have questions to, we don't have answers to. But Jesus does. And so as I looked at the text that I have today, I began to think about some questions and some things in which we, to us at least, are no-brainers, right? Questions like, when you go into HEB and you have the option of buying Easy Melt or Velveeta, that's a no-brainer, right? <laughs> Easy Melt tastes like powder. Velveeta may not be cheese, but it tastes better than Easy Melt, right? <laughs> it, it's a, there's a difference. Now, some of you have tried that before, I'm guessing, right? You've bought the Easy Mail before. Some of us, uh, we, we, there, there's a no-brainer whenever it comes to uh, wearing Nikes or New Balances, right? Young people, which one would you wear, Nikes or New Balance? Probably Nikes, right? right? Uh, New Balance are for older people who walk at 5 a.m. in the morning, right? Uh, no-brainer question, Longhorn or Aggie? Maybe not so much. All right? How about this? How about this? We make this choice. Voss water. Have y'all heard of Voss water? Voss is fancy bottled water. Or to drink a bottle of gasoline. I think I'll take the Voss water, right? It's a little bit more expensive. What about if you want a snack? Are you going to choose beef jerky or tree bark? I think I'd rather chew on some, somebody said tree bark. <laughs> I think I'd rather chew on some beef jerky, right? What about this? Would you rather drive to work or crawl to work? Drive is a little bit better. These are no-brain questions. This, this is a no-brainer. It's easy to answer these questions. But sometimes we come across some questions in our lives, and this is the question that I, or this is the thing that I got from the text here, Sometimes we don't know whether to choose providence over prosperity. Sometimes that's hard for us. We don't know whether to choose 
the providence of God or the prosperity of this earth. Both are appealing, right? Prosperity of this earth is appealing right now. The providence of God is only appealing when you need it. Let's turn our Bibles. Turn your Bibles with me. Or tap the icon that is your Bible. And go to Matthew chapter 6. And I want to read this text in its entirety. 19 through 24. 19 through 24. Say amen when you're there. Say hold on if you're not there. All right. It's the first book in the New Testament, okay? Matthew chapter 6. Verse 19, the Bible says, do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth. Can we say treasures? Because I think that as we read this with our Western eyes, it sounded like Western eyes instead of Western eyes. All right, that's the twain coming out. All right, do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy Can we say destroy? If you're at home watching online, type in destroy into that comment, the chat box. And where thieves break in and steal. Can we say steal? Cowboys are going to have a problem with the Steelers today. (laughs) All right. Verse number 20. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust And where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your, what? Will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. Can we say lamp? So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Can we say darkness? No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot, you cannot serve God and money. What we value is important. And I want to preface this before we get into it. There is nothing wrong with being prosperous. Okay? There's nothing wrong with being prosperous. There's nothing wrong with handling your finances well. There's nothing wrong with having things. But the problem comes whenever the things begin to have us. Right? Where instead of us managing money, the money begins to manage us. Amen. I told you if I don't hear if I don't hear that you understand that I got to keep going, okay? We have to manage things and not let things manage us. Here we see Jesus begins by speaking about the finite versus the infinite, right? Uh, in verse number 6 or chapter number 6 verse 19, he says, "Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy." And where thieves break in and steal. Now, as I'm talking to my kids about this yesterday, I got to tell you about this practice we've been, we've been practicing. We've been 
Yeah, we've been pretty consistent with about three. This is week number four. I think it's week number four where we have set aside our version of Sabbath, right? Where we're, we're at home and the focus is on God and where we, we're disconnecting from, e- I don't answer emails from work, right? Or emails from anybody else. So if I didn't answer your email yesterday, there's a reason for that, okay? We disconnect and we have time where we focus on God and I shared with them what I was gonna talk about today and as I read this verse, I told them, as I read, if you don't understand something, just say so. Raise your hand. And as soon as I started off, do not lay up. What is that? Do not lay up. That was the first question that I got from one of my kids. And I, right, as I've read this so many times in the past, I have never looked at this word, never paid attention to it, because I thought I knew what it meant. But this layup thing was something that's important to the verse right here. This layup means to keep safe that which is of great value. And I thought about something that was of great value to me. I remember in the early 90s during Christmas when I was a child and I received a great gift from my parents. Guess what it was? It was a comic book. It was Spider-Man 2099. 2099, right? Have y'all heard of that comic, Spider-Man 2099? The futuristic Spider-Man, right? It's really awesome read, right? But when you get comic books, you place them inside of these little plastic sleeves. You make sure that if somebody wants to read it, you make sure that they don't bend the pages. You make sure that they don't have chocolate on their fingers. You protect that because I said, I know that this is valuable. One day, this comic book, because I had issue number one, one day this is going to be valuable. So I protected that thing. And I laid up or I treasured up this thing. I checked yesterday. The value of that comic today is exactly $38. Okay? Not very valuable. But more than it was then. But what Jesus is wanting us to see here, he says... Do not treasure up or take care of valuable things or take valuable things and and, and treasure them up and protect them if they're of this earth. The reason for that being is, is that things of this earth are finite. They don't last. They're going to fall apart. People, places, things. Just think about right now. It's the beginning of the month, and some of you guys have just had to pay your mortgage. Think about that mortgage payment for a moment. Don't don't let your tears fall down your face, but think about your mortgage payment. Now think about how much time you actually spend at that place. Yeah, work 8, 10, 12 hours a day. The car, remember that brand new car you bought? Remember how much it costs? As soon as you drove it off the lot, thousands of dollars stayed on the lot. That car was devalued. Sometimes we treasure things of this earth not realizing, hey, this thing isn't really going to last. Sometimes we treasure people. Some of us have felt the pain and the hurt when we have overvalued people in our lives and all of a sudden they're not there. 
Not to say that people aren't important. What about when the stock markets fall? Y'all remember that? Losing money. I remember whenever I became an adult, right? And I had bested money in my 401k. And man, I used to love logging in to T. Rowe Price and I look at that dollar amount and I was like, oh man, can't wait to get old. <laughs> and then I see the news and they're talking about how things are going down and I look at my money that belonged to me and that Acer was giving me a lot of money to match it. And I said, where did my money go? And we hear stories about people who take their lives when they lose money because they treasured it, right? And I want you to understand that when we look at this thing, when we're talking about treasures, it doesn't just mean, it doesn't have to just talk about money. It doesn't just have to talk about money. It could be people. It could be places. In their time, as Jesus is speaking this to them, their valuables would have been coins. They would have been linen. So whenever he talks about a moth coming in and destroying valuables or destroying treasures, it makes sense because if a moth gets to your linen, you're hurting because you paid a lot of money for silk. You paid a lot of money for your linen. When you're talking about rust, that was a real problem because guess what? There was no WD-40. When your valuables get consumed, you're in a bad place. She says, don't lay up for yourself. Don't treasure up for yourself treasures on this earth because they will fail. They will die. They will uh, rust. They will be destroyed. And guess what also? Sometimes you get valuable things. Other people see them and they take them. I remember having roommates whenever I lived in Phoenix for a brief point in my life. And I had just bought some brand new Nike Air Max. And I had just installed a brand new stereo in my car. And I would take my friends around, hey, check this out. Look at this new CD player with the lights on it. Check out these shoes. Hey, I just brought these shoes there in my trunk. And these random people I thought were friends. When I woke up the next morning, my window was busted out. My CD player was gone. And my shoes in my trunk were gone. And they took my CD. Now, some of you don't feel that pain because you have unlimited music on your apps now, but taking CDs back then was a big thing. I treasured those things, right? And somebody took them. And there was nothing I could do about it. Jesus gives a different perspective about this. In verse number 20, he says, but lay up for yourselves. He says, don't treasure up things on this earth, but I want you to lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. And I started to think, okay, I get what you're saying about the things of this earth because I know that they fail. I know that they go away. I know that people can take them. But what does it mean to treasure up valuable things and store them up in heaven? What does that mean? And I start to look at myself and I'm like, Chris, you know, my goal is always to preach the sermon to myself first before I stand up before you. And I said, Chris, what are you treasuring on this earth that you believe to be a treasure and you found out that it wasn't? Y'all want to be let in on my secret? I just finally let go of my third job. Right? And I had the belief 
that what was valuable was me providing financially things for my family. And I held that belief for a long time. I've been working multiple jobs since 2016. Not because I had to. I'm just like, I want to be able to give my family things. I want to be able to give my kids things that I couldn't have when I was younger. I want to be able to ask my kids to write a letter to Santa, and Santa delivers. And so I believe what was valuable was for me to provide financially and provide things for my family. Those things, those hoverboards and video games, they're collecting dust, right? The car will need repairs. Where I should have been focused on was providing and instilling God more so than what I was doing. I'm giving you a testimony, right? I just want to be honest with you and tell you where I was as I'm looking at this. I value providing things and creating another generation of people who will value things more than they value instilling God into their family. So I said, Chris, you got to fix this. You got to change this. And so I'm working on instilling a Sabbath principle in them where they stop what they're doing and realize that there is a such thing as human limitations. I can only do so much. My wife can only do so much. At some point, I have to stop and realize that God is going to keep this thing spinning without me doing a thing. And that's what Sabbath is all about, right? So how can we lay up treasures? I think we can lay up treasures by being salt and light. I think we can lay up treasures by remembering to love God and love your neighbor. I think that we can lay up treasures by honoring our marital vows. I think that we can lay up treasures by controlling our lust. I think that we can lay up treasures by defeating our anger, by loving our enemy. I think that we can lay up treasures that way because those things nobody can steal. Those things, they don't fail. Those things, they don't rust. Those things, moth cannot come in and consume. In the next verse, Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And say it in a different way. Your heart is where your treasure is. What you find to be valuable, that's what you're going to put the most time into. Volunteering, I'm talking about myself, volunteering for overtime, yeah, I'll come in and work that day. I don't mind working because I'm doing it for my family. Instead of thinking, if I instill God in them, I might have only 20, 30 years left on this earth. They have a lot more potentially than I do. They can make multiple disciples of Christ if I give them what I have already. Hmm. Where is your heart at? Where do you spend your time at? Is your time consumed, and this is us today, is your time consumed with your children's sports? How much time did we invest in select sports this year? Probably not a lot because of COVID. Right? But where is your time? What are you sacrificing to? 
What you deem as valuable, what you deem as valuable is where your heart will be and where you will make sacrifices. The next verse here, verse number 22, Jesus continues on. He says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. Now, Marcia knows that I was struggling all week with this verse. When she asked me about the, the slides and the title, I was just like, I know what my title might be, but I'm not really sure what this verse is talking about because I didn't understand how Jesus is saying that the eye is a lamp, right? It doesn't make sense to me. Does it make sense to any of you? Be honest. And so I felt kind of funny thinking to myself, Jesus doesn't make sense right here. So I had to go do some digging, right? And what I found was that in this culture, they believed that the eyeball actually emitted light. They believe that's how we were able to see. And so when Jesus says this to this people, they understood this. They're like, okay, yeah, we agree. The eye is the lamp of the eye, right? It illuminates so that we can see. And Jesus says, so if your eye is healthy, that was another part that confused me because in the Greek, that word also means generous. That word also means sincere, uh, 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 genuine. And I'm just like, okay, which one is it, Jesus? And so I'll just say, if your eye is working right, okay, if it is generous, if it is single-minded, if it is genuine, your whole body will be full of light. And just understand what Jesus did here. Jesus says, you think that the eye puts out light, but I was there when the body was created. And I know that the eyeball receives light in. But I want you to understand that in your thinking, as you think that the eye puts light out, understand that what the eye takes in changes what the whole body does. How we see things, how we see things is important. And it's so confusing today because we have a whole structure system that is set up to make you think that you need something that you don't need. A couple of weeks ago, you didn't know that you needed an iPhone 12 but you do now. You didn't know that you needed a Samsung Galaxy Note 20 a couple of months ago, but you know now. You didn't know that you needed the Xbox or the PS5 that's coming out this week, but I knew a year ago. <laughs> Somebody convinced me that I needed it too. I see my kids and they, they're on their phones and they're on their devices and one of my kids was unnamed. They will see an advertisement, and they'll say, click here, and you'll win a million dollars. And, oh, Daddy, look at this. No. Control yourself for a moment. All this is, all this is simply coveting, right? Coveting. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. If our eye is working properly, we can see things the way that God would have us to see them, and our whole body will be affected by it, by it, right? The next verse says, but if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? If your eye isn't working right, if God isn't allowed to transform and renovate your heart, and that eye doesn't work right, that little bitty eye that you have affects the whole of you. How important is it that we see things the right way? And you may be asking yourself, what is the right way? 
it's not my way. Because I've made mistakes once, right? Some of you didn't catch that. God's way is the right way, okay? God's way is the right way. Jesus continues on in verse 24. Uh, verse 30, 23 says, if your eye works properly, this is my point here, if your eye works properly, it will direct your body towards righteousness and heavenly treasures. If your eye does not work properly, you will be, or your heart will be controlled by the finite instead of the infinite. Verse number 24, Jesus continues on and he says, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, you cannot serve God and money. Do y'all remember when we used to all carry around the King James and they used to have that funny looking word in there, mammon? Do y'all remember that? Raise your hand if you remember that. You remember mammon, right? Now, this mammon thing is an Aramaic idea. Uh, what this is talking about here, and this is why I believe that Jesus isn't just talking about money in the earlier verses because he could have used the same word. Mammon is talking about earthly wealth, earthly wealth. So he's saying right here, what you treasure will change your will. It will change your will. You will begin to serve earthly wealth instead of God. That's why we have to be focused on what it is that we are treasuring and laying up and storing up and treasuring up on this earth. What do we value? Where do we spend our time? Is it something that is going to die one day? Is it something that is going to be consumed one day? How do you use that fancy house that you have? Are you, are you holding small groups there? Do you use that big old car to ride people and drive people to church? That's something where you can use it, right? To get people here, to get them into the, into the church building, so that they can be around the church and so that they can be filled up with God's spirit as we are today. And I'm looking at this as I'm looking at what's assigned to me and I'm saying, Jesus, we've talked about prosperity and we talked about how dangerous all of these things are. So when do I get what I need? When do I get what I need? If I'm always concerned about the kingdom that is to come and heaven that is to come, when do I get what I need? Guess what Jesus' sermon does? It goes on to address that. Did y'all know that? Look at your Bibles. Open up your Bibles and look at uh, verse number 25. He continues on and he addresses that. We even get to the, the, the scripture that we all like to quote, right? Matthew 6.33. What is Matthew 6.33? How does it start off? Seek ye first, right? The kingdom of God. All this righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. I got an email just now. I need to check this real clear. Oh, listen to this, guys. This is, this is a letter from Jesus. He, he sent me an email, right? The subject line says letter from Jesus, okay? That is the truth, that part. He says, to the body currently meeting on General Bruce Drive. First of all, giving honor to my father, 
the Holy Spirit that now dwells within you and me, the Savior. This is from Jesus. Do not worry about life on this earth. Food, I can multiply it. Drink, which one would you rather have? Water or wine? Your body or illness? I saw humanity go from dirt to flesh. I spoke my friend Lazarus back to life. But life is more than all that. Look at the crows that circle the many parking lots in Temple. They are always plump, and they don't even have a grocery store. My father feeds them. And just letting you in on a little secret, he values you guys a bit more. How many people have stressed more years onto the end of their lives? Overly concerned about whether you will have clothes? He says here, look at the fields right past Dynasty and across the highway from the peanut gallery in the spring. They're covered with blue bonnets. My father closed the fields, and all they have to do is just exist. You guys walk on the fields and take pictures. He will close those who walk around with the spirit in them. He will most definitely take care of you. Trust my father blindly. Remember that kid he used to teach in Sunday school? The same kid who played around with the sound equipment at the church and made phone calls during worship just to watch people go and answer it and hang up? You thought he was a menace, but my father alone knew he would preach at the Avenue G Church of Christ. Do not be overly concerned about necessities of this life. My Father knows all that you need. If you will just seek to be obedient to my Father's will and let him be Lord, if you will allow that to transform your heart and your actions, you will lack none of the things that you need. Today, your worries may be connected to an elephant or a donkey, but the Lamb says everything is going to be okay. And when things look like they are not okay, remember, I'm a lion too. I love you and urge you to choose my Father's providence over prosperity. Love, Jesus. That was an awesome email. I pray that we would seek this providence over prosperity. God is going to give us everything, everything that we need. I'm a living witness to it. I've experienced it. As long as I've been living to be about the will of God, God has given me and my family everything that we need. And you'll be amazed by which the avenues that he does it. Let us pray. Dear most kind and righteous Heavenly Father, we come to you at this time thanking you for this day. We ask that you would allow our hearts to receive your word. We ask, Lord, that you would bless us to be a people who will not value things of this earth, but lay up and store up our valuables in heaven. We ask that this example may be seen by those who are stuck in the cycle treasuring of finite things. We ask that you would bless us to heal this land 
by our reliance on your providence. Lord, we ask that you would keep us in your care. We ask that you would bless the hearts that are heavy this morning. We ask that you bless the hearts that are seeking you this morning, that they may hear the great story that is the gospel, the great story of you sending your son to die for all of us, for redemption for all mankind. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen.